Well, and they forgot to deliver your paper today. Why don't you uh, just grab that one? But that belongs to Mr. Potato Guy. That's his. Come on, I get it. <laughs> well, if you want it, you get it. Sorry, thou shalt not steal. <laughs> oh, but it's okay for me. Oh, what do you care? You know where you're going. No. Come on. All right, what did I do? David, I'm going to hell. The worst place in the world. With devils and those those caves and, and the ragged clothing. And the heat, my God, the heat. And what do you think about all that? It's going to be rough. But I don't want to be a secondary character. the eight ball babe that's right yeah that's right talk to me babe that's right yeah that's right i'm just gonna say that all through this episode yeah you should yeah Yeah. that's right that's right (laughs) welcome to another episode of but i don't want to be a secondary character a podcast about the greatest show of all time seinfeld and its secondary characters and uh, today we have three people in the studio because it is a what's the deal with episode and uh, by listener request thank you so much to laurie from the united states she has requested what's the deal with david putty and we're going to talk about him today so my name's ivan I'm Stephen. And I'm Stacy. Yay, Stacy's back. Stacy's back. Welcome back, Stacy. Thank yeah. you. H- have you been? I've been well. Yeah, I'm sure you're pretty pumped to come back to the uh, HE Pennypacker Studios and yes. uh, do another episode with Always us. Always a pleasure. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, someone's, that's someone's phone going off. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think uh, you need to put your phone on airplane mode. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that tip before we started recording. This yeah. is your third time. You should know what the deal Nobody is now. Nobody told me to put it on airplane mode before. You're an adult. I love how you said you know like what the deal is. Oh, What's yeah. the deal? <laughs> with What's the deal with amateur podcast recorders? <laughs> What's the deal with airplane mode? What's the deal with special guests who don't put their phones on airplane mode Emphasize because special. nobody told them to? What's the deal with airplane food and airplane mode? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good modernization of, uh, of sign. Of what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, airplane food has been done to death, so it would be good to, uh, you know, airplane mode. I actually love airplane food. Okay. Like, I really, I enjoy flying. I get a lot of joy out of it, and I really like it when you get the meal served to you, and you've got like all those little, you know, how usually there's like four or five different things, and it's all teeny tiny, and like, yeah, yeah, I actually have a lot of fun with it. Nice. Cool. That's always good. <laughs> so, Stephen, you actually have some uh, putty-related Seinfeld news this week. I do, but it's... before I get into it, yeah. uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. We've got an email address, uh, bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, podcast at gmail.com, and a website, bidwabask.com. And uh, we're also on social media. Our handle is at bidwabask. And uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere, you're, anywhere else you get your podcasts. So, if you want to listen to us, review us, rate us. That would be amazing. What's the one you use, Stacey? Is it... Um, podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. Mm-hmm. We are Podcast Addicts. We are there too. Yeah, we are. We're every Pocket Cast. I've seen some weird ones. It's like yeah. OK HTTP. I don't know. My <laughs> favourite one by name is Overcast purely because of the pun. Yeah, it's, it's a good... You, and you love your puns. I so do. So it works out. I do. Yeah, excellent. He does. <laughs> anyway, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right, babe. All right, babe. Let's do some fun news. Okay, we're back. 
Let's make out. <laughs> we won't make out, but yes, we are back. And, uh, some really, really fun Seinfeld news to talk about this week. So really good timing as well. So um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Patrick Warburton, the actor who plays David Putty, who we'll no doubt talk about later on in uh, in this episode. Yes. He excellently, like it's, it's just one of the best things I've ever seen, you know, Seinfeld related. And uh, I look at a lot of Seinfeld news week to week. Um, he actually showed up a new, at a New Jersey Devils uh, playoff game. They were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Devils! The Devils! That poor priest. <sighs> <Bah. laughs> you know, got to support the team. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. I got to know you there. It's not like a habit or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to be quoting putty lines like Pretty much. all day. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if we edit out all the putty line, it's going to be like six minutes of talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Devils played the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was a playoff game on the 18th of April. Um, and excellently, like I said, uh, Patrick showed up in full Devils makeup, just like the episode, uh, the, the, the face paint. Um, and he was in the front row supporting the team, and he's actually from New Jersey, and we'll, we'll talk a bit, a bit more about that when we get into uh, Patrick's biography. Um, and he also had the, the big D painted on his chest. Yeah, um, that's right. And on uh, ESPN.com, there's a little compilation video of him in the crowd, like, you know, being a psycho, like, the devils, the, the devils, yelling at the players. Um, and also, uh, I think he's standing next to, the, to their mascot, and the mascot gives him the microphone. And he's like, the devils! And the crowd just loses their <laughs> shit. I lose their shit. I know. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, so it was amazing. Really, really good. Loved we it. We did put a photo up on Instagram. Um, yeah. And if you if you have a look around, there's there's tons of really good photos and really good footage. Unfortunately, though, it wasn't enough uh, for the team. You know, it didn't, it, it didn't uh, increase their, their chances of winning. Um, that was terrible. <laughs> that, yeah. All right. Cut that out. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't enough for the team to win, though. Unfortunately, they did lose 3-1 to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, they're now out of the playoffs. Nice. So they did win a Stanley Cup a few years ago, so you know maybe needs to increase his appearances to increase... You know, you know morale. Spirit. Morale, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that a really low score for hockey? 3-1, to one, that's pretty normal. No, that's yeah. normal, yeah. It's kind of like soccer. Oh, I'm not super experienced on the whole hockey thing. Hockey yeah. isn't a big thing in Australia. No. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some hockey teams and I think I think once a year USA and Canada come out mm. like in July mm. and they'll, like they'll play like a game. That's the showcase like a friendly match or whatever yeah. they call yeah. it. But yeah, you're right. It's not really a big thing. Yeah, I went to a hockey game. I don't know much about hockey, but I went to one in Vancouver a few mm. years ago just because I was in Canada and I think I got cheap tickets and it was phenomenal. Oh, it would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I went and saw some amateur wrestling the other night and I don't know anything about wrestling. But it, just being there was so cool. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, second bit of news, um, and this is a follow-up interview that uh, Sports Illustrated did with Patrick after the, uh, the, the appearance at the New Jersey Devils um, at their game. Uh, they did a Q&A with him. There's no video, unfortunately. It's just a, a written interview. But if you go on Sports Illustrated's website, you can uh, read it. And they did talk to him about being in Seinfeld, obviously, just as Putty in general. Um, his real life fandom of the show and also um, which I'll talk a bit more about later uh, on in the episode yeah and also his family life and and um, and what it was like um, uh, being on the set so it's really cool yeah 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 um, they they talked to him about whether he is actually a real life fan of the devils and he said he barracks for the devils and also the the LA Kings because oh, yeah, he, cool. he mostly lives in LA of course because of work yeah but he was born in New Jersey so he can kind of get away with being a, a supporter for both teams 
Um, and at the moment, he's living and working in Vancouver on a Netflix series, I think. I'm not okay. sure. I can't remember. Nice. Um, and uh, he doesn't get to go to as many oh, games. Oh, yeah. He's actually... I was going to mention it. Um, he's actually playing Lemony Snicket in ah. the TV adaptation of Lemmy Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. There you go. I thought it was Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, no. He plays Olaf. He's like the main villain. Neil Patrick Harris, but Patrick oh. Warburton, he he's like he's Lemony Snicket. I think he's the nar- narrator for the oh. series. So yeah, that's that's what he's doing. His, Imagine yeah. him narrating his putty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. A series of unfortunate events. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's what he's he's filming at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Events would be less unfortunate if you just consult the eight ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to the eight ball, man. <laughs> Listen, Listen to the eight ball, Lemony. <laughs> yeah, Lemony. Yeah, Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> Count Olaf. Um, and he did talk a bit more about um, naturally the interviewer asked whether he just turned up to the game as a fan or whether it was like a paid appearance and uh, he did say that uh, he was asked to turn up as like a supporting kind of you know gesture yeah um, and they did offer to pay him but he didn't accept any cash because he's a fan of the team anyway and uh, instead he asked the I, I wasn't sure if it was the NHL or the Devils as a club to um, to donate like a cool charity item he runs a, a charity golf match every year Oh right, um, yep. I think it's called the Saint Jude Cup or the Saint Jude event hey, or something like that. Jude. Yeah, don't yeah. make it bad. You Isn't are Saint Jude like a really bad saint to name something like? Is that Jude? Oh no, that's Judas. Judas is, that not is the bad. Same? No, I think they're different. I don't know. That's yeah. that would get very confusing. He's a devout Catholic, I know. Patrick. So I wouldn't. That's why um, I was like, that seems like an odd choice. Yeah, and I love how Putty's like a like a Christian in the show, and he's like, oh, you're going to go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know where you're lane. going, babe. You know where you're going, babe. <laughs> you're going because you're going to hell. Yeah, that's great. Oh, it's all right. Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> it's all right for steal. me. You know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you know where you're going. Uh, yeah, and they they asked him to donate um a, a charity item to the golf match, and uh, the golf match happens in March every year so yeah really cool and awesomely coincident we were discussing it on the way over that perfect coincidence in terms of when we're doing this episode that this happens mm. um, yeah i know it's just amazing timing like i saw the, the article and i was like oh my god we're actually doing a party episode in this week so thanks again laurie if you're listening i'm sure you are yeah um, thanks yeah. again like it just the timing is just phenomenal i know like it worked out so well it also just goes to show how timeless seinfeld really is oh isn't it? yeah like, well, it, years on or whatever well that's why we're doing a podcast about it now you exactly. know exactly yeah, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of more bits of Seinfeld news. Uh, another list came out through the week. Not terribly exciting. Um, and we kind of have mentioned this in a more loose way um, throughout the history of Bibblebask. But uh, the list was put together by a website called popzet.com. It's just a pop culture website. Um, and the list is called uh, 17 Seinfeld episodes that could never air today. Yeah. Um, a couple of those episodes have been covered by us. Um, namely due to, you know, culture has changed, social sort of norms have changed, yeah, yeah. and they would be considered insensitive or just uh, un-PC. Yeah, it just uh, wouldn't work. Like, Cigar Store Indian would be one of them. We haven't covered it yet, but, no. uh, you know, that'll be... That'll I be think one. that's sort of agreed to be the most... Uh, to be the episode that wouldn't you wouldn't get away with these days. Or probably Puerto Rican Day. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that we too. covered that one. That's one of the ones we covered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so included in the list were the cafe. Um, oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. and the nose job. Um, the st- the cigar store Indian and uh, last week's episode the what? checks. Why the nose job? Is it about the condom or is no? It... I think it's more about beauty standards. Oh. Like the idea the idea of shaming her. Yeah. Oh well, that's Kramer. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is who he is. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a subjective <laughs> list. Everyone's got different takes. It's all good. Yeah. So last week it was uh, revealed that Larry Thomas, he's the actor who plays Yevka Sem or the Soup Nazi. That's right. Yeah. 
uh, in the episode The Soup Nazi, which was actually our first episode, if you want to go back and listen to our awkward, terrible start in the podcast world. You know what I think we should do? I reckon, like, down the line, maybe next season or the one after, we should do, like, a Soup Nazi redux. Okay. I reckon we should redo The Soup Nazi. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. You know, because now, obviously, we've improved a lot in the last few seasons, I reckon. When we run out of episodes, we'll just do, like, a better version of each one, so we're just (laughs) always talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll do, like, a remaster. The eighth putty. (laughs) Stacey comes back the eighth time, she's like, ugh. We'll, we'll just are we re- still doing that? We'll just redo. Right, yeah, that's right, babe. We'll just redo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just redo like the first ten episodes of season one, yeah. where we were like trying to find our feet. Let's yeah. redo them again. We'll do like one season. It's like a like you a could like do a revival a season, season, like rewrap and just do like all of the episodes in one. Oh, that could work. Big episode. That could so, work. Like, you've covered them already. There's not that much more you've got to say about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poss- That's true. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We have had more thoughts, um, you know, on previous episodes. Like, as we're talking about a character mm. who comes up, we say, oh, we didn't say that. Or in- you watch other episodes that they're back, you know, that they're in further along. Or- yeah, probably yeah. down the line we'll do it. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, like I said, Larry Thomas, who plays Yev Kassem, uh, he's actually now been hired as the new spokesperson for the real-life Soup Nazi company called oh, Superman. Nice. Yeah, so last year and this year, and I've covered it as it's sort of unfolded in, in Seinfeld News, uh, Superman is in a bit of financial trouble. I think their former CFO was jailed for tax fraud. Yeah. Or at you, least he's still you, on uh, trial. You mentioned that in the news last time or probably last season. Yeah, some... Yeah. Late last year, early this year. I can't exactly remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, so the yeah. company was bought by like a like an investment firm because I think they saw the potential in it because Seinfeld's still so popular. Yeah. Um, and they've kind of, you know, to leverage off the brand of Seinfeld. Uh, and in sort of like a restructuring and a, and a re-strategization. Strategization. Yeah. You got it. A re- G. It's a- hit that G. A rejigging, <laughs> a retooling hit, of hit, their business model. Hit that model. spot. Hit, hit that, that spot. <laughs> you guys said it. I didn't, I didn't make it weird. You said hit that G. Yeah. Yeah, but like in your pronunciation. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, this is this is becoming this is becoming M rated. It's Goodness. not a mystery to me. Goodness it always me. becomes M rated when I'm here. When you're yeah. around, I know. I don't know, what the, I don't know why that happens. <laughs> Just does. Yep. Just happens. Don't fight it. Nope. So as part of their re tooling uh the the brand's new tagline will actually be um soup man soup for all which is kind of a play on the no soup for you um line that yeah. soup nazi is famous so for. the opposite of yeah no soup for you. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 um and uh apparently they're trying to sort of inject a bit more of fun and amusement back into the brand and uh one of the executives in like a little article or an interview he said we are starting fresh while using the iconic soup man and all of our marketing advertising and outreach um yeah so cool very good. Yep. Uh, and that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Excellent, Stephen. Nice, uh, nice beefy Seinfeld news. Nice, Three very good articles. Was beefy a soup pun? Yeah, I think so. Beef okay. soup. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll roll with it. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. We've got plenty to divulge or to uh, talk about with David Putty and Patrick Warburton. So when we come back after this break, we'll talk about Patrick Warburton, a bit of a bio about him, and then we're going to get into the meat of this episode. That's right, babe. David Putty. <laughs> We'll be back. You're looking for a brand new podcast with some interesting guests? Well, you found it. Listen to In Melbourne last week with me, Ivan Pugioni. I talk to a different guest every week about their occupation, their hobby, their love for something, whatever it may be. Always interesting, so be sure to subscribe. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. So be sure to get in touch and listen to some really cool people on a really cool podcast. Hello folks, Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, and I'm telling you right now, 
I do not want to be a secondary character. Hey guys, what do you reckon we talk about David Putty? Yeah, that's right. No problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Give it to me, babe. That's right, Talk babe. to me, babe. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right, cool. babe. That's, that's cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, cash. Yeah. so actually, you know, first of all, before we talk about David Putty, let's talk a bit about uh, the actor who portrays him. Of course. The great Patrick Warburton. Warburton. I Warburton. like that last name. Yeah, Warburton. Warburton. How do they pronounce it? Like, obviously, our pronunciation is probably... I think it's Warburton. I think Warburton. Yeah, yeah Warburton. I feel like they'd had Patrick Warburton. 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 No, 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 it won't be Warburton. 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 Yeah, Warburton, whatever. <laughs> so Patrick Warburton, he was born on November 14, 1964 in Patterson in New Jersey in the United States, like Stephen mentioned. He's a New Jersey born and born man. He now lives in Los Angeles. New Jerseyan? That's right. Yes, he is an actor and a producer, and uh, he's known to many, obviously, for the role of David Putty in Seinfeld. Uh, he is also known for starring in seven seasons of the hit CBS comedy Rules of Engagement uh, with David Spade, Oliver Hudson, and Megan Price, uh, about two couples and their single friend. Okay. Um, he's also appeared as a voice actor in The Emperor's New Groove. Woo! Yes, as Kronk. One of your, you said off-air one of your favourite animated Favourite movie of all time. Ah, nice. I even have an Emperor's New Groove tattoo. Nice. Yeah. Ah, uh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. just a cactus. And I run it. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's, it's funny because David Spade played the Emperor, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. both in like a Rules of Engagement later on. Yeah. yeah. No, I have yeah, like, figure. you know how like the Disney movies all have the weird little like secrets like secret shots and cutaways and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a tattoo that's like one of the cutaways from the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Long-term fan. It's one of those secrets, I think it's in The Lion King, where there's like mist or smoke and people claim that it says sex. It says sex in the smoke. It actually says SFX. Um, yeah. Apparently the special effects unit right. special effects unit put it in there just as like a little nod to themselves. Yeah. Right. But, but everyone thinks it says sex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Like those little, things. Like little Easter yeah. eggs and stuff? And they're like, well, in this, I don't know. In this example, it's like there's a cactus and then after somebody's poisoned, I don't want to give it any too much away, after someone is if fed poisoned... If people haven't seen the movie by now, then that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, basically. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's just like 1985. This is not Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which we're anyway. going to go see later. Yes. Yeah, nice. So there's a picture of a cactus and then someone's given poison that turns them into a llama and then the next time you see that cactus, it's now in the shape of a llama. Ah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Just sort of in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm a super fan like you. And I know. have the llama-shaped cactus right. tattoo. Very nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, he was also um, a voiceover guy. He played in B-Movie, which we reviewed mm. last season. Yep. Uh, he played Ken. Mm, um, I remember. Yeah. Uh, he's also voiced um, um, Agamemnon in Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Uh, he's currently in a series of unfortunate events on Netflix TV show. He plays Lemony Snicket. That's right. And as I mentioned, he's currently living and filming in Vancouver. So That's right. For the show. And also, you probably know him if you're a Family Guy fan like Stephen. Uh, you know him as Joe Swanson. That's right. In Family Guy. He's voiced him in 218 episodes of the wow. show. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's in basically every episode. Yeah, pretty much. At least 90% of them. He's a prominent secondary character. Definitely. On the show. Yeah. Yep. And he's also appeared in different films, uh, different TV shows. Too many to mention, actually. Um, yeah. There's heaps. I'm looking at his IMDb page and I'm like, whoa... Yeah, it's got heaps. He's so, had an yeah. illustrious career for sure. Yeah, very illustrious. Yeah, he is also married. He's uh, a devout Catholic, much like Putty, who we will talk about soon. Um, and uh, he has four kids and also four dogs. 
Oh, four wow. dogs, there you go. One, so, one dog per kid? Yeah. One kid per dog? I don't know. So eight children. Eight children. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Nice, nice. Cool. Yeah, so that's uh, a bit about Patrick Warburton as well. Uh, yeah, very lustrous career. He stands at 1.89 metres tall. He's a big guy. He's a very tall man, yes. Indeed. and uh, He's dripping with uh, animal sexuality. Oh, he sure is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, there's a bit of trivia about him, actually. Quite a few. Uh, his father is of Irish, English, Alsatian, German, Slovenian, and French descent. And his mother is of German ancestry. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. What is Alsatian German? I don't know. He's like a dog? Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't that the, Bre- like, what German shepherds? Yeah. His dogs aren't Alsatians, they'd feel so betrayed. Yeah, I know, right? And also So did... much German blood. Yeah. And Patrick, he also studied marine biology at Orange Coast College, where he met his wife Kathy. Sounds like a made up school. It does. Yeah, it Up, does. Upstairs Hollywood Medical College. Isn't it Orange County? I don't Orange know. Orange County. Really weird. There is know. an Orange County in California, but he's from the other side. Yeah. But he moved to I think he moved to California when he was three. And also oh. yeah, yeah. And oh, also right. you're gonna love this one. This is kind of like a, a good reference to the previous events that Patrick Warwarden was involved in. You know, we talked about it in the news, mm-hmm. um where he was in the New Jersey Devils game. In nineteen ninety five, he actually dropped the puck to start the game after the New Jersey Devils raised their nineteen ninety five Stanley Cup banner as the face painter character. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Yeah, he did it like yeah, he did it what, twenty three years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. When did this episode air? Face Painter came out, I think, around 95. Okay. So it was like... The relevant. Year. Yeah, the same year, yeah. So at the Devil's Stanley Cup game, mm. he uh, he dropped the putt. <laughs> awesome. And he dropped, it, he, dropped it as, as, he dropped it as putty with the face paint on. That's so good. Yeah, 23 <laughs> years before. So there you go. He's a fun guy. Yeah. yeah. I have good feels about Patrick. Yeah. I think we'd be friends. Definitely. Yeah. I think it'd Hi, be Patrick. <laughs> that sounded a bit flirty. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> Hi, no, Patrick. no, no. Like, just like friendly. Like, hi, Patrick. Okay. Big fan of your work. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. And he's also... I see that twinkle in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I see that swoon in your moods. <laughs> oh, Patrick. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> we love you, Patrick. Yes, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have of him. Do you yeah. have anything else? Uh, Stacey Warburton, that's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> oh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> that, he's a very, you know, don't like. He's a devout Catholic man. Yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't convert that neighbor's wife. No, sorry, sorry, no. Stacey. No. And I don't have the Kavorka, so. True. <laughs> You're safe, Patrick. Don't worry. Yeah, no worries. And Patrick, if you're listening, hey, babe. <laughs> hey, hey, mate. Hey, mate. In Australian version, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Yeah, that's right, Cobber. Oh, so good. That's right, Cobber. That's right, Cobber. For any of our international listeners, and probably even some Australian listeners, Cobber's like an old term for friend. Yeah. From like like early 1900s. Men men say it. Cobber. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather used to say it. Yeah. Cobber. Yeah. 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 Here's Cobber. Yep. That's it. All right. David Putty, the man that everyone's been waiting for. The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, and the legend, indeed. I feel like he's very mythical. He's too, like, no. He's too dumb to be. He's too dumb to be mythical. Like, he's too just, like, lumbering. Do you think he's actually unintelligent, though? That's what I was trying to work out when I was, like, watching the episodes. I don't want to, like, jump ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether he's necessarily dim-witted or whether he's just, like, very concrete and matter-of-fact. Yeah, I think he's just blunt. But, I mean, I think he's got... He's obviously got, like, mechanical smarts. Yeah. Um, You know, he can Practical. Practical, that's Mm. right. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's, like, 
in you know sort of uh, intellectual like say Elaine. Yes. No. Yeah. No, he's yeah. totally different, but he's good with his hands. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, quick synopsis about David Putty, and then we'll uh, get into the analysis. Sounds good? Sounds great. Yeah. So, David Putty, he is the on and off again boyfriend of Elaine Bennis. Uh, he first appears in the Fusilli Jerry in season six as Jerry's mechanic. Uh, Jerry had been friends with Putty before he went out with Elaine, and he had shared a sexual technique with Putty known as the move. The move. And uh, Jerry gets upset when he finds out that Putty knows the move. As you would be. As you would be, yeah, I know. He's pretty... like, he's like, you don't do the, yeah, I know about that twist. And he's like, oh, but you do the pinch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you do the twist. You mean the twelve? You mean the twelve? Uh, no, the twelve. No, whatever. Swell. The swell. The swell. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and a recurring gag is that Elaine and Putty break up and get back together so frequently that it becomes inconsequential. In the butter shave when they're with Mr. Vegetable Lasagna on the plane, um, the two manage to break up, get back together, and break up again. In a matter of hours. Yeah. yeah like we've been back together flight. for two hours and we had the same problem that we had 12 hours ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> he won't read a book. <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you gonna... want a book or something to read? He's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. You're, You're just, just going to stare, stare at, at the back, back of the seat? seat? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's also a fan, yeah, obviously. Right. We, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's also a fan of, as we mentioned many times, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he gets body painting and face painting done because he's obviously a fan. you got to support uh, the team, babe. Yes. Um, Elaine also finds his religious beliefs problematic, as she herself is atheist. Uh, he's untroubled by her lack of faith, but constantly reminds her that she's going to hell. And uh, he's a recovering germaphobe. And uh, although Putty reappears originally as a mechanic, he's later promoted to salesman at a Saab dealership. And uh, Jerry tries to use him to get a good price on his new car. Uh, when Putty agrees with someone strongly enough, he likes to get to that get that person to give him a high five. High five. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Woo. High five! Yeah! The devil! The devil! Down low. Well, no, is it from the back? You know when he does a high five and then he twists around? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, he does high five and then from the back. Is it from the back? Yeah, it's like from behind or something. Yeah, from behind. Yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, from behind. He says from behind. Oh no, no, I don't think he says from behind. I don't think. I feel like it's better to say from the back. I know. I think you might say from the back or something. Yeah. Um. And in the finale, um, part two, when Elaine gets sentenced, Elaine gets Putty's attention, where he says, where she says, "Putty, don't wait for me." And Putty struggles and replies, "All right." <laughs> Stacy nearly coughed up her drink. I forgot. Uh. I forgot that I'd already gotten to the gritty bit. Yeah. And then I just took another sip, and it's just like pure grit. Yeah, I know. Pure I know grit. the feeling. That was like me this morning with my coffee. Yeah, and I can't. I can't leave to spit it out. Yeah, drink, so drink some water. Drink, a, I'm just gonna have to drink it down. Have a rest. The best part is I can still see the I know, grit on your teeth. It's everywhere. <laughs> it was really gritty. Well, well, you get the grit out of your teeth, and Steve and I can continue on until <laughs> you're done. Um, so David Putty, he appears in ten episodes of the show. He appears in two in season six, the Fusilli Jerry and the Face Painter, and in season nine. He is in The Butter Shave, The Burning, The Dealership, The Apology, The Finale, The Reverse Peephole, The Voice, Hello, and The Junk Mail. And uh, some quotes, some famous quotes. Yeah, that's right. And then, <laughs> if, if you haven't gotten that already, that's exactly. a pretty used quote. Yep. Feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> and then, you know, all right, high five. No way. This is bogus, man. And you stole my Jesus fish, didn't you? And hey, babe. Yeah, and hey, babe. Talk to me, well, babe. Talk to me, babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, David Putty. So um, what do you guys think of him? Uh, amazing. Amazing character, isn't he? Like, I mean, he's a bit of a prick, but I love him. It's really funny because, you know, before we started doing the podcast, I didn't really... Like, I, I thought Putty was all right, but I didn't really... He wasn't really memorable to me. Like, it was just really weird. But since we've done the podcast and we've watched more episodes, I've gained, like, more respect for his character, and I've kind of gained... Like a, like a new appreciation for him 
it's like wow, I actually really love Putty. Like I thought, I'd like if we like if we were doing this like podcast a couple of years ago, I would have said, oh, Putty's maybe like oh, he's outside of my top twenty, or he might be like ten to twenty. Yeah, but Putty's pretty high up on my list actually. Okay. So yeah, I, I I thought I wouldn't spoil it, but I know Putty's a really good secondary character, like Definitely. really fun, and it's good. Like he's in short bursts. Mm. I think if he kind of was in more scenes, I think he would kind of wear out his he'd overstay his wealth, he'd overstay his wealth a bit well, I mean, so I think he's, he's just fine his, his the way talking he style is very short and sharp so if you had him in scenes it would seem unnatural to mm. who he is yeah yeah because he just says three words and then buggers off sort of thing yeah yeah. the way his character like Putty is a very as you said like that short sharp kind of thing so like even if he was in more dialogue or in more scenes he wouldn't necessarily add that much more because everything's just like pow 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 and he's only in, out of all those episodes, he said he's in 10 episodes. Yeah, he's in 10. But yeah. he's only got 12 minutes of overall... Screen time. Screen time in the yeah. entire series out of 10 episodes. I know. Which is a lot which for is, a secondary character. Yeah, and that's in, yeah, I know. It's incredible. But so. he's always usually in like, you know, those like, th- not throwaway scenes. What do they call it? You know, like, like cut scenes. Cut scenes, yeah. And stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. No, he just, I, I just like watching him again. I'm just like, wow, he's really good. He's so Patrick good. Patrick is just fabulous in this role. I think we were talking about this when we were hanging out together on Sunday. Remember when we were walking back from the fort and we were talking about Putty and I was saying how I feel like his character and also like the character Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove, I feel like he's one of those actors that plays characters that really strongly reflect an element of him as an individual. Yeah, and I think as well, I I, I didn't look at how the Putty character was created, but I think they made Putty for him. Mm, I reckon they probably got him... Or they knew Patrick Warwin and they're like, we're going to do a character that's you. That's like you. Yeah, because yeah, he plays a very similar kind of character in, basically in the Emperor's any, New Groove And even well. like in other shows, yeah. he's like very... He doesn't talk as, as short and sharp mm. as, as he does as Putty, but he has still has a do you know, you know, that voice. He was like that in the first few seasons of Family Girl. Like Joe was kind of Putty where he was just, you know, let's get it on, all that stuff. Like yeah. really just... Like masculine. Like masculine. Yeah. Even though, Alpha you know, he, male. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know, Exactly, but over time, uh, you know, like Family Guy do, they've evolved his character. Like, he's, he's a lot more sad now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot more pathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, like, in the, I think the first episode that he's in in Family Guy, you see uh, they all go over to his house for a barbecue, and he's like, everyone loves him because he's like a successful cop, and he's just like this charming sort of manly guy to be around, and he's got like the great wife, um, you know, just like a classic person that people want to hang around, I guess. Um, but yeah, over time they've sort of changed his character. But yeah, he's definitely like that at the start. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I think with Patrick, um, not Patrick, <laughs> well, probably Patrick as well. I don't know, yeah. but um, with with David, I think he was probably a jock in high school, and I think he went. Uh, something tells me like maybe like he was part. He went to college, and maybe he was part of a fraternity. You know, okay. he seems like very frat boyish. He's just like yeah, masculine, and maybe he dropped out of college or. I don't know, maybe he decided to become a mechanic or maybe... Or actually, I reckon he was like... He went on a scholarship to a college. Maybe oh, for like football sports. or hockey or something, for mm. sports. And he was scholarship and maybe he got an injury or maybe he dropped out or maybe something went wrong. And I think he was part of like a fraternity. Because in the US, like when you're in a college, you know, you, you do it like if you're on scholarship, you, you've kind of... You play the sport, but the condition is you've got to pass all you've your grades. You've just got to pass. You've got to pass. Yeah. Like, that's the only condition for you to go for free to I think college. he would have partied more than studied. I think he would have been one of those people and I think he would have been kicked out or maybe expelled or dropped out or, or something yep. and then he thought I'm just going to become a mechanic. Yeah. And, and like or maybe like his 
father used to be a mechanic and maybe he kind of because his dad probably taught him how to like the parts mm. of a car and stuff and maybe he was changing oil as a teenager and stuff you know with his dad or you know that that's that's the vibe i get from putty i think the mechanic thing he kind of he already had the skills to like fix cars but then i think he probably thought oh after college oh you know fuck it you know i'll just become a mechanic you know mm. i've dropped out of college that's the mm. way i see it yeah yeah I definitely agree with the like sports background. Yeah, you he know, was like, definitely the like, amount in of sport, yeah. energy um, and like excitement that he shows at the hockey game. Yeah. Maybe you know, he played hockey for well, college or something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I could see him as a as a gridiron player. Yeah, I mean, probably football. He's got the like he's football, got those yeah. massive like massive big shoulders and stuff. He's very like yeah, and, athletically built and yeah. big. And as I think well. and I think scholarships for for sports. I think they're more associated with like football and mm. basketball i'm sure yeah. there's hockey as well but I don't you know, know. I, I normally associate scholarships for college with football so i'd imagine he would have been a football player but yeah i definitely play, agree with like that sporting football. background yeah. he's definitely been involved in sports in the past yeah, and yeah like has that you know very keen enthusiasm supporting the team at the face paint and stuff like that um and i hadn't really sort of thought too much about how he found his way towards being a mechanic but he seems like he's quite good at it you know yeah. and like jerry was saying how he, he, that's he, why he ends up letting him do the do the, do move, the move because yeah. he's like no move because he's a good mechanic and and, and jerry says you never get mechanic. rid of a good mechanic yeah 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 um but he's also like he's very fair like jerry's worried about going somewhere else because they're going to overcharge him whereas putty's like he does a really good job and he's also he's very honest honest yeah, yeah yeah and fair i think those are some of the things that like came through for me watching the episodes even though you said like he's a bit of a jerk and maybe the way that he like talks to Elaine or you know that very like matter of fact blunt presence makes him seem like that he's not a particularly good guy but then thinking about the fact that yeah like he's like really honest and like doesn't overcharge people even though he can because he's a good mechanic and then when Elaine sort of confronts him about the face painting and she's like I don't want you to paint your face yeah you know blah 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 and he's like oh I just won't do it and she's like oh you would you change and then he me? just paints like, his chest that's so sweet he paints <laughs> his chest but he says to her like if you don't want me to do it then i won't yeah. do it like he seems like he's actually an, below all the macho alpha male bullshit yeah he actually seems like a quite a like kind considerate kind of guy i think he has a lot of regret like, like not a not um what do you say like there's not a um a bad bone okay in, in kind his of body thing. yeah like he does silly stuff maybe because he's not that bright but he's not actually like none of it's ill-intended. Okay, yeah, you're right. I've, I'll, 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 you know, walk my prick statement back because that was pretty puttyish and blunt. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, maybe he's just a bit careless or thoughtless sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, rather than it being ill-intended, I think he actually has, like, I think he's actually like a nice guy. Mm just comes across a bit i think he carries a lot of baggage i think he carries a lot of regret like if we go with my theory that he used to be in college and he was on a scholarship and he got kicked out i think he regrets it a lot mm. he probably thinks oh i could have made something of myself yeah and i think and he kind of carries that that's probably why he's just very like he doesn't talk and the bravado and, maybe is like covering up some yeah. of that insecurity around mm. maybe not being like as intelligent as other people or not being as um you know having completed that much education yeah i'd pay that yeah do you think um he maybe turned to christianity later in life as a form of trying to deal with i think he's actually a born-again christian 
Oh, I think that's what it says in in his article. Yeah, oh, on, okay. on his on his bio. Yeah, right. He's born again. So yeah, he probably would have found God. Okay, maybe. Wait, who are we talking about now? Uh, Putty. Putty. Oh no, no. It says it says that Putty was a born again Christian oh. in the notes. Yeah, he must mention it in an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May- that could actually. Sorry. I was going to say maybe he um you know after college if he you know if he had some regrets maybe he sort of drank away his misery for a while. You know, he he got out of college. He lost his scholarship. He mm. ruined his sports career. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah. that like too. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, getting swept up in the parties and the frat and all that jazz of college. And like, if he was there on a scholarship, like usually the those sorts of players are like minor celebrities in the colleges. Yeah, that's you right. You know, when they're like good at you know football or whatever. So maybe he like got dragged into that and you know and then lost his grades lost his scholarship that's right went down a bit of a thingo and then like found god as a way of like re re invigorating yeah he definitely had some kind of crisis yeah Yeah. um but what i was going to say before as well is like with the um, progression of his career from being a mechanic to then being a car salesman it seems like that sort of like menial manual labor isn't something that he wants for himself he goes out and gets yeah you know gets a job as a salesman as opposed to having to do yeah like the manual labor work of being a mechanic oh okay because I, I picked him as like a mechanic by default like that was his background that well was he is in the beginning of the show oh, yeah, 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 yeah. but then obviously like in season nine he's working at the saab dealership yeah, in the dealership so he's like yeah, yeah. he's you know sort of moved along the progression still yeah, in the yeah. automotive area because that's probably something he's very familiar with and yeah comfortable that's right with yeah but he doesn't want to stay as just a mechanic mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no that's a good take I think, um, I mean, because when Kramer rings him up, when he's uh, wanting to, to talk about the, the garbage disposal that he's put in his shower, straight away he knows everything about garbage disposal. So I think going back to what you said before, Ivan, that he maybe grew up around, you know... Maybe his dad was a labourer or a mechanic or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think yeah. he was exposed to, 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 you know, mechanical stuff. Whatever. Yeah, engineering. Yeah. Engineering. Uh, some, people just have, some people just have the knack for it. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because, you know... I. I'm sure there are plenty of, uh, you know, really knowledgeable auto mechanics who know stuff about other stuff. Yeah. But garbage disposals, like, that's a very particular thing. So I think he's just got a broad knowledge of oh, all oh, things oh, mechanical. Mechanical, yeah. I think just some people just know how to put things together. Yeah. They, yeah. they can just pull things apart and put them together. They just know. He's handy. Yeah, Definitely. he's very handy. He's a handyman. And, yes. and it's funny, like, he hates the term grease monkey, referencing mechanics. He's like, you don't see too many grease monkeys that can pull apart a fuel injector. That's you true, know, actually. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess that shows a bit of sensitivity, which kind of mm. links back to what you said, that underneath the bravado and the sort of bluntness, there are some feels and there is a bit more emotional depth to him. Yeah, yeah. Because if he, if he didn't have much emotional depth, he wouldn't be bothered by, you know, a term he just, whatever, he just shrug it off. Mm-hmm. You know, so the fact that he sort of takes offense to something, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, we asked before, we sort of posed the question, you know, what kind, how intelligent is he? I think he realize, I think he's self-aware enough, even though he comes across as sort of thoughtless, I think he's got enough self-awareness to realize he might not be as into- intellectually gifted as someone like, say, Elaine. Yeah. Because he actually says, like, I don't have to listen to, um, you know, you go on about how you're smarter than my workmates. So the fact that he even remembers that, well, that's, that's a bit of a sore point for him. And that's something he doesn't have to deal with now that him and Elaine are just having sex and not actually in a relationship. Yeah. I think shows that maybe he feels a bit sort of intellectually insecure around Elaine mm-hmm. and other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's, he feels like he's dumber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe it, maybe it brings up some, some pain of, you know, him losing his scholarship in college. You know, like, he, you know, he could have been smarter or working in a more intellectual field if mm. he didn't, you know, cook the books at college every day. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, that's a fair take. I don't know. He's just so... 
like he's so cruisy and casual about everything though like i don't like hypothesizing about it it makes sense but when you actually watch the episodes that kind of like you know just direct bluntness that he has that way about him doesn't feel like it's hiding anything else okay in in when you actually observe his behavior like when people say stuff and it's like oh my like when elaine's like what did you do to your face yeah, you know, and yeah. he's like painting my face. Painting my she's face. like, but you're—that's insane. And he's like, got to, you know, like you got to support the team, babe. He doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's embarrassed or that he's insecure. He's just like, Meh, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's okay. No, that's does that make too. sense? Because no, he's does. just very—he's just very like matter of fact and, but also like very relaxed mm. and kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one because he sort of oozes confidence. Mm. In his or like his self-assuredness in the way that he interacts with other people because he's just like yeah that's right like he doesn't feel like he has to make excuses no nah, he just he just says it the way it is anything he says it the way it is yeah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. mm. so what you see is what you get with him mm. I guess yeah. to a degree but do you think maybe he that confidence has come about him having so much faith in Christianity like maybe. Because, you know, a lot of yeah, people, when they find a new be. lease on life, mm. it's sort of, you know, they're like, well, I've arrived. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a place where I can be at peace. And that's yeah. relaxed him a lot. Could be. And, you know, sort of incidentally, it's helped him with past regret or trauma. Yeah. And he won't be going to hell. And he won't be going <laughs> to hell. Yeah, that's that, you know, that would that would take a, a load off every day. Be like, well, I'm not going to hell. So it's yeah. all good. So yeah. relax yeah. a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it's a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to party. We could, we could talk about him for hours and hours, <laughs> but, but unfortunately, we yeah, we won't. We won't. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else about Putty? No, that's all I have. I, I just really, I really like his character a lot. I have a new lease, so to speak, a new lease on him. Like originally, I would have probably would have like I would have liked him, but he You're wouldn't a have born been born again. Puttyist. I'm a born again puttyist. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm a puttyist. Yeah, put me down. A puttick. Yeah, put me down. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always loved him. Um, I, I didn't pay much attention to him because we haven't. I think season six and nine are probably the least amount of. Oh, the, the seasons that we've uh, that we've done, yeah, we've like done. the episodes, yeah, six and nine, we haven't done as many. So he hasn't as the really others, come yeah. across our like he hasn't come across our radar that in too fact, often. I don't think he really has. Not really since we've done the pod. I think we've done an episode with Putty in it. No, maybe crazy. I can't remember, but um, so I haven't really given him much thought. But because this week it's just all been about Putty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also with the, the Patrick Warburton news of the Devils game. Oh yeah, just, I always liked him, but it just made me remember how how good he is. How good he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's such a great character. Oh, he is. Like, yeah, he adds so much into the show without actually like he's got particularly a with presence. the elaine subplots yeah. like him and elaine like are together so are just perfect the chemistry together. between them yeah. is just perfect um yeah but like even though his dialogue is like limited in the show his presence is just so fantastic like i feel like the face painter is probably up there in terms of like one of the top 10 or top 20 episodes like in my, in, in I know your thing, I'm yeah. jumping the gun because I don't have like my official list, so I'll just tell you now. Um, I would say it's like yeah, top ten, maybe like top fifteen. Yeah. Um, in terms of like seminal episodes, it's just so fantastic the way everything works out, and then with like Jerry being sucked into Jerry and Kramer having to like be the parts of the letters to get the tickets off the other guy. That's right. It's yeah, such yeah. A, it's it a just great works out. Seinfeld episode of yeah. the priest, and then mm. Elaine coming in and looking. And she like looks like the, the Virgin, Virgin Mary, Mary with the white, stuff. the white yeah, dress. Yeah, it's a great yeah. episode, and yeah, obviously yeah. he's such a huge part of that. But then his character, like. When I think back about watching the show when I was a kid, I remember his character because he is that sort of just great 
presence. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ivan and I, a few weeks ago, I think maybe three weeks ago, when we were recording, we were on our way and we were talking about the uh, the rumored Seinfeld reunion mm. that may or may not happen, probably not. And we were talking about like what what where the characters would be now if it did happen. Mm. And we came up with the idea that uh, that uh, Elaine and Putty's relationship would continue in the same way, where they break up and get back together. Except this time, it like be marriage, they, they were married. So mm. they've been, but married then they got divorced, and then they remarried again. Yeah. But that happens in real life. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And but I that could, could work. See them yeah. doing that, and then I could see like subplots. But we'd have to say this for maybe another episode or whatever. But I think like what would happen is Putty and Elaine would threaten a divorce. Like they'd be like, we're going to divorce. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to divorce you. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they'll be like, oh, I don't want to divorce you. I can yeah. imagine them. You know. you know, like the scene of the opening scene of Wedding Crashes? You know, the movie with... Um, I have never seen Wedding Crashes. Uh, it's got Owen, and Wilson, Owen Wilson and... Um, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, they're divorce lawyers. Yeah, yeah. And they're mediating a, a divorce... Um, a, a divorce and they're trying to split the assets mm. and um, you know the, the ex-husband and wife are just arguing they hate each other I can see like a scene where like maybe Jackie Charles is at their <laughs> divorce proceedings and is trying to mediate the two <laughs> yeah. but then they realise that they have more to more to lose by splitting up mm. than by yeah. um, by staying together yeah. so that you know just before it's like official like the last asset that's being they split up they change. decide to stay back but yeah. we've got to maybe we'll do like one day a bonus episode where we yeah. talk about what the Seinfeld revival would be like mm. yeah. I reckon that'd be a good one to do yeah, yeah. we could do like a bone like a beast be episode that yeah. would that'd be, cool. be awesome cool. anyway it's too much about party but no great character and uh yeah, really liked him. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, one last break, uh, we're going to find out where David Putty sits in our top 20 secondary characters of all time. He sits in mine for sure. Stevens, I'm sure, does too. And Stacey, I'm sure. I'm sure for you too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, any uh, Seinfeldisms to this week? Got a couple. Got a couple. Excellent. Yep. Stacey, you got I've a couple as well. Some. Wonderful. Yee. Also, Seinfeld trivia for the day we're recording the pod. And we'll just wrap up the episode. So we'll be back. This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. No more grease monkey. I don't care for that term. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I don't know too many monkeys who could take apart a fuel injector. I saw one once that could do sign language. Yeah, I saw that one. Coco. Yeah, Coco. Right, Coco. A chip's all right. High five. Yes, it is another What's the Deal with episode, and today we spoke about David Putty. So, uh, yeah, quite a riveting chat, and we could have gone on for at least a couple more hours, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and uh, Stacey is with us, very special guest, uh, as she is, I guess, with most What's the Deal with these days. You'll, you'll come in, Stacey. The last two, at least. The last, last two, two, at least. Hopefully, yeah. many more. And I was Love also there for the recording of. Oh, well, that wasn't really a What's the Deal with when you guys did the contest. A 50th Even episode it was a 50th, live. You yeah. didn't do the what's the deal with you still just stuck with the contest yes we did. um but i was also there for that you sure were in the crowd great. wooing yeah woo. what was the first episode you did with us the movie yeah, yeah. The, the movie for yeah. season two yeah yeah that's right so out of the top 20 secondary characters of all time that we have reviewed so far where does david putty sit in both of your 20s he'd be like top five for me top i five. don't have a running list so i can't give you like specifics but i would say like He's, yeah, top five, even top three, maybe. Okay, sure. Maybe. All right, cool. Steve? Uh, he came in at number 12, just shy of oh, the top 10. Oh, just Ooh. shy, even though you really like him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow. Because you, you like your curmudgeon old characters. <laughs> I do. You know, so uh, I can imagine it's a bit hard for yeah, them to break in. Yeah, he's very lively. Yeah. Very lively, yeah. yeah he's, not, he's not too cynical. And he's or, also yep. quite simple. Yeah. And you like the more complex, more complex. characters. I just like the people who just hate life. Yeah. <laughs> that is not putty. Yes. He loves life. He loves life. <laughs> yeah. Simple joys. Yeah. Can you read out your top ten? My top ten are George's parents, Joe from the Mango, 
uh, Harold and Manny, uh, Susan Ross, Sue Ellen Mishke Celia from the Merv Griffin Show, uh, the record store owner from The Old Man, Jane from The Hamptons. Yep. Fat guy? Yeah. <laughs> he loves him. Loves him. <laughs> of course you do. He's such a jerk. <laughs> he loves the jerky characters. Yeah. It's because they really resonate with Stephen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Art imitating life. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Jane from The Hamptons, The Street Tufts, Bob and Cedric uh, from our very first episode, The Soup Nazi, and number one forever. Probably Alton Bennis. Alton Bennis, yeah. From the Seinfeld Parents and also the Jacket. Nice. My top 10. Uh, number 10 is Joe from The Mango, the fruit store owner. Number 9 is Mary Cantati from The Baby Shower. Number 8, Aaron the Close Talker. Uh, number 7 is Newman. Number 6 is Bookman from The Library. Number 5, David Putty. Nice. He's number 5. Yeah, like if, if we did this podcast two years ago, I probably would have said bottom like 15 to 20 somewhere maybe Mm -hmm. or even outside the 20 but no number five i really love him love his character he's He's great yeah he's amazing number four is susan number three is the soup nazi number two is frank costanza number one george steinbrenner uh so stacy and i mentioned that we have some seinfeldisms this week i was walking down victoria is it victoria road victoria Victoria street Street. victoria street yeah victoria street (laughs) there's many uh, many different characters on victoria street Mm. interesting Um, characters so I was walking down Victoria Street um, and spotted... I've seen it a couple of times on the tram, um, but I actually made the effort of walking down the road so that I could stop and find the actual um, location. But there's um, a random door along Victoria Street and it doesn't have any signage out the front. It's like it's a front door that goes... It's obviously like there's a stairwell that goes to the f- like the second level floors above a shop front on Victoria Street. There's no signage for any business. There's no idea, like, what this place actually is. But they have the Kramer portrait um, stuck up in the glass panel of this door. (laughs) Um, And it's just it's at number 92 Victoria Street, if anyone wants to go and see it for themselves here in Melbourne. Um, And, yeah, they just have the Kramer poster, like, right next to... There's, like, a Vietnamese restaurant, and then there's this doorway, and they just have the Kramer in the door. Very nice. And if you follow us on Instagram, that is actually also my laptop skin for my work computer, the Kramer. Nice. Yeah. So perfect. I'm guessing uh, it's the offices for Kramerica Industries. Probably. Yeah. Yep. That, this is their Australian branch. Darren! Yeah. <laughs> to suss out, you know, whether they should, uh, you know, open up nickel mines here. I mean, mining's a big industry. So, oh, it is. H.E. Pennypacker. Definitely. He wants to come in and yep. try and try and get some extra dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like the Gina Reinhardt of, uh, you know, American mining. Yeah, except he's likable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though he steals uh, steals dip. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> it. Machu Picchu. Mm, Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we name these studios the H.E. Pennypacker Studios. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're funded by H.E. Pennypacker Industries. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We get so much silver from Peru. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We've got stockpiles of it in our studio. Amazing. Peruvian silver. If anyone wants some, hit us up. <laughs> uh, is that your Seinfeldism for the week? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh, and I also... So, um, my last Seinfeldism from the last episode was One Yada Cafe, also on Victoria Street. Apparently, mm. I spend a lot of time in Richmond. Um, and I also got a photo of One Yada Cafe to prove... That it exists. To prove that it exists. Cool. So it was just like reconfirming my last Seinfeldism and also having a new one. Awesome. Very good. Uh, we'll put a picture of that up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have a couple of Seinfeldisms for the week. It's kind of a Seinfeldism for Ivan and I. So a friend of mine, uh, Andy, he's a bit of a collector of all sorts of things. He was uh, cleaning up his house recently 
and uh, he uncovered just by accident two Seinfeld books, which again we'll put up on Instagram. Um, and also, my mother sent me a copy of The Tropic of Cancer in the post. That's right, from the library where we, we spoke about it in the third ever episode of that's Big right. Basque. So yeah. go all the way back and if you want to talk, hear about Bookman and other characters, that's it. That's right. That's so, where The Tropic of Cancer comes from. Yeah, so yep. thank you, Mum. And uh, I will be reading it. I'm going away for a little while in a few weeks. So I will be uh, reading it and I'll give you my thoughts uh, in uh, a future episode. That sounds good. Any Seinfeldisms for you? No, none for me. But uh, let's get on to Seinfeld trivia. So we're recording on the 1st of May. So, uh, Stace, what's the trivia for today? So, Tuesday, the 1st of May, which is also May Day. Oh, it is. May Day. May, May Day. Day. Um, the ninth season episode in which hack comic Kenny Banya became the time slot hit at the club just because his act follows Jerry's was a dig at the parade of lesser shows that became hits because they aired in the spaces between Seinfeld, Friends and ER. That fall, Union Square and Veronica's Closet. Hmm. That was a really convoluted way of... Yeah, so some, of the, some of the trivia facts are pretty... Um, pretty it just does, I mean, it's a very long sentence with very little punctuation, so it doesn't really make any sense. Basically, what they're saying is there were, sh- there were other shows that rode the coattails of Seinfeld and Friends and would get their time slots and increase the, the views. And then Kenny Banya, like, eating the laughs. Is that what Jerry calls it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Kenny Banya eating the laughs of Jerry's time slots is like a dig at other shows, Union Square and Veronica's Closet, for eating the laughs of Seinfeld. Huh. I think that's what okay. that's trying to say. That yeah, makes sense. that's my understanding of it. I think so. Sorry, that wasn't more <laughs> no, no, it's the, clear. The, the way that these trivia facts are written is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're very, very convoluted, yeah. That's right. But yeah. very interesting. That's right. If you have a different understanding of uh, what Stacey just read, get in touch with us. Yeah, please. We have an email address, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, a website as well, bidwabas.com. Excellent, yes. And we are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we put up some pretty cool stuff, we think. Uh, at bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Be sure to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your pods. Podcast Addict. Yeah, that's right. And Overcast, Stephen's favourite. Oh, yeah. Uh, give us five stars if you could. That'd be awesome if you enjoy it. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so please give us five stars and leave us a review. We'd love to see what you think. Or you can just get in touch on socials or the emails and let us know what you think, like many people have done. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, before we wrap up, thank you again to Stacey. Thank, thank you very much, Stacey. My pleasure. We look forward to having you back again. I'm sure I will be back. Yes. For season six. <laughs> Hang on, season four. Season four, that's right, when we come back. Yes. That's a big jump. That's right. That, that, maybe maybe yeah. season six as well. Yeah, maybe exactly. For both. Mm-hmm. for both. Our next What's the Deal will be in season four, so this is the last one. So that's right. Thanks once again to Laurie for uh, suggesting David Putty. Yep. Good and, uh, choice, Laurie. Good choice, Laurie. On your Lozza. On your Lozza. On your Lozza. That's, how Loz that's what we say. Loz dog. Loz the cobber. Loz, Loz, you bloody cobber. Loz, you bloody cobber. That's right, Loz. Yeah, that's right, Loz. For the devils! The devils! Thank you.